Hi, I'm Rachel. And I'm Ruby. And this is our podcast, Quarter Life Crisis. This week, we'll be chatting about starting a new job. Any type of change is scary, especially a part of your life that's as big as your work. So we're going to share our experiences and our best tips and tricks on how to ace your first few weeks in your new role. Enjoy. All right, as per usual, we'll start off our episode with our crisis and our win of the week. What are yours, Rach? So I was thinking about my crisis and it's a little bit of an embarrassing one, but, you know, we're all about being open and honest. Basically, I, my, I'm a really bad snorer, I've been told. Um, Tom's obviously mentioned that, but I went and, and to Canberra last week and slept in the same room as my sister and she lost it at me for snoring. Like woke you up. Yeah, she woke me up and she looked me in the eye and said, you snore so fucking loud. And she oh. does not swear at me. And it was, it was anger. She was oh angry. Because that's like the type of thing where it's not a problem for you, but it's a problem for other people. Yeah. Well, clearly so, it doesn't bother Tom that much, though. He hasn't gotten that angry about it. No, I said, does it bother you? He says, yes. He's just not as enraged as my sister. Oh, right. No, snoring makes me enraged as well. Like, thank God. Nelson, like, snores, like, sometimes. But whenever I go visit, like, my say my relatives, my cousin snores so bad. We used to share a bedroom at every Christmas holiday, and we haven't for, like, seven years because I cannot stand her snoring. Yeah, so so that's me, apparently. Oh, See, I don't know this. I'm blissfully unaware, but yeah. Yeah, I know. It's like a not a you problem. <laughs> yeah, so I went to a doctor and I'm like. Oh, really? Yeah, that's how bad it is. Um, But, I mean, that's a, probably a bit of an overshare, but, you know, all about being honest. <laughs> um, My win is, I mean, we're going to be talking about this more today on the episode, but, yeah, just really enjoying this new job that they've started. The main thing I'm enjoying is moving from agency to client side mm. so like with advertising rather than being the agency who does advertising on behalf of other people I'm sort of doing yeah. within the business which is really cool because I can like learn a lot about the products we sell just kind of get into those nitty-gritty details which I really like and it's kind of cool to see how everything works from the inside like if I'm making something or writing something I know who it's for like I actually know say the salesperson who's going to use this um thing that I've made yeah that's that's really that's really cool I feel like it's like maybe it's where I fit in like maybe agency wasn't really what I fit into yeah yeah it's been yeah it's quite nice to work for the business and not be like build out by the hour which is kind of the agency model this is probably really boring for anyone who doesn't care about marketing which is (laughs) 99 percent of the world but for me, it's quite interesting um, and quite satisfying. Yeah. Yeah, nice. All right, what about you? Um, my crisis is a bit, I guess it's a bit, it's a bit grim, but, um, you know, got to be honest on the podcast. I think I was overly tired this day, but I had a little bit of a meltdown because I just feel like a lot of people look at me and the work that I'm doing and just, like, think that the work I'm doing is, like, kind of basic and a bit, like, stupid because I think a lot of people have a perception that all I do is, like, make TikToks and do social media and they don't really like value that and so I was feeling like a bit upset about that and I guess like people's perception of me yeah (laughs) sorry it's like a little bit deep but yeah I just like was a bit upset about that this week but you know just gotta remind myself I'm like it's work that I enjoy also that's not all I do in my job but 
yeah, that, that's that's just something I'm working through. Anyway, mm-hmm. but um, my win of the week, though, is that I went to this talk about TikTok. This meltdown happened after this talk. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> I went to this talk at Moen, and it was about using TikTok and Instagram to, like, present the news. And so they had Matilda Bosley from The Guardian that does The Guardian Australia's yeah. TikTok. I'm sure a lot of people know her. She makes, like, really very palatable TikToks explaining things in the news. And then there was also Zara, I can't remember her last name, but she co-founded The Daily Oz, which is, like, also a news channel on Instagram, also trying to be making the news really palatable for young people in, like, a place where young people are on Instagram. Um, So it was them two talking, and it was hosted by one of my old teachers from my um, comms and media certificate, and he was really cool, so it was, like, He's just, like, very smart and well-spoken, so it was cool to, like, see him again. And, yeah, I don't know, it just, like, made me realise, I was like, there is just so many amazing young women doing really cool things in this space, the, like, media, like, social media space, and doing, yeah, some incredible things that I think are making a huge difference. Like, the fact that, like, The Daily Oz has 420,000 people that follow them or something, like, that's a massive amount of young people that are, you know, like, actually engaging with the news because of what they're doing, so... I don't know. I just, I feel like I know a lot of young Australian women in like the media space, like those two girls. And I don't know, I was thinking like, you know, like the shameless girls and just so many awesome young women that it's like, there's just so many good role models for like me. Cause I really like love what they do. And I don't know. I just was feeling like excited about these amazing young women, but then also then I proceeded to have a meltdown about people thinking that my job was stupid. <laughs> but anyway. Yeah, a bit of an emotional roller coaster. It was. I think I was overly tired um, and I came home and Nelson and Danya were confused. <laughs> That's why, why I was so upset that a reel of mine was not posting. I think it was like the straw on the camel's back. Yeah. I was like, final straw on the camel's back, whatever that saying is. I was like, my reel won't freaking post. And then I was like, this feels like the dumbest problem to have. Everyone thinks that I'm dumb. Anyway, that's me. <laughs> oh, no. Well... I mean, it's kind of like our kind of superpower in a way being like digital natives and kind of like understanding social so well. I think that's really valuable in a work sense because like older people don't understand it, right? And you do. Yeah. And you understand like above and beyond. And if you're not marketing where people are, then you're not marketing, right? People are on TikTok, so you're not doing something dumb. Yeah. Just have to try and remind myself of that. <laughs> no, it well, is we just have a lot of people around us who are like doctors and engineers and like do things like that that are considered, you know, like the stereotypical like smart jobs. So when I do stuff like this, I just have to. I, you just have to not compare yourself, but it can be really hard. So I don't know. I mean, we're all helping in a way. I think. No, I know. I feel like I like the work I'm doing is good and important, and I like it. So whatever. Yeah, and also you're so much more than just your work, which is, like, something I find very difficult to deal with because I get so much, like, self-esteem from doing well at work. But it is, like, you know, your what you bring to, like, your friendships and your family and, like, the community and stuff. And I have to go back yeah. to that too. Yeah. I feel like it's also just especially because I'm working for myself, I feel like I have to prove to people that what I'm doing is worthy. But I don't know, I shouldn't really care about what other people think. But I do because I'm human. Yeah, I know. It's a double-edged sword. It is. Because we're designed to care what other people think, but it's not helpful. Yeah. Yeah, bit of a a deep one, but that's what we're here for, people to find out (laughs) about our problems. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So into the topic of the week, um, which is starting new jobs. We thought this would be relevant to do um, because Rachel just started a new job two weeks ago as of the record that we're doing, which is on a Sunday. I am starting my new job tomorrow. So we thought it'd be perfect. And we thought that Rachel could give me some advice on she's just had the experience of starting a new job. So she can give me some advice on starting a new job. And, you know, we're in our 20s. Uh, Lots of people start new jobs um, and also change jobs a lot. So, yeah, hopefully we can give you some helpful tips. Because, yeah, I'm feeling nervous about starting my job tomorrow. Um, I haven't started a new job in over two years. But, yeah, I'm, like, feeling stressed. So let's talk about it. (laughs) Yeah, I started a couple weeks ago. But, yeah, I've started four new jobs since 2020. I feel like I'm almost used to it now. So happy to share my tips. I think I do. I do have a a couple of things that I think I've learned and things that have helped me going into new jobs and trying to like find my feet. So yeah, we can chat about that. First off, we were going to chat through some like stats about finding a new job and starting new jobs in your 20s which Ruby has researched. So, yeah. Share. Well, yeah, I had a look and there was obviously some different <laughs> different stats, but it mostly was saying uh, one of the one of the things said people in their 20s on average change jobs every 18 months and that makes sense to me. I feel like my first like full-time job I had after uni, I was there for 18 months and I feel like a lot of people that I know that would be like about the average length that they would stay in a job for and I feel like it has really changed like I feel like the older generation it was more common for people to stay in a job for much longer but young people are definitely a bit more like hopping around a bit trying new things that's definitely how I feel I'm like there's so many cool places out there to work and I want to try new things and have new experiences and yeah learn learn new stuff so you know why wouldn't I want to do like a bunch of different jobs so I thought that was interesting yeah and then I was also looking at some um like it was saying some stuff about job hopping because like you know obviously there's the impression I think that we just get from the older generation that job hopping is bad but there was some stats saying that like you know people who go between jobs more quickly they're better co-workers they're better employees and like are generally more satisfied with their work life so I love this job hopping vibe I feel like a lot of our friends are doing it slash like have done it like I have a lot of friends who like done a lot of jobs by the time they're like 25 and I think it's the best thing ever yeah I mean well the primary reason for moving around I think is higher pay oh really like the job that I'm starting is it's going to be like the same salary as what I was on at trades hall once I had my pay rise there I was ideally looking for something like a little bit more but it's pretty good um obviously I'm only gonna be two, doing two days a week so it's pro rata so it's not gonna be like heaps of money but um no I feel like the main reason for me well I talked about this I think on the last episode but I really want co-workers I want to like learn new things have new experiences build my resume also yeah some money would be nice I would mostly change a job just because I'd like want to try something different. Well, in full transparency, I suppose for me, money was pretty big. Like my first job to my second job, I think I went up 15K. Oh, that's so good. And then from my previous job to this job I'm in now, I've gone up 20K. Wow, that's so good. And your first job was shit pay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, we're not. (laughs) If you figure out the numbers. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Rachel's now on twenty thousand two hundred thousand dollars annually. <laughs> uh, I think in my first job I figured out I was so I was on a salary, but I was getting paid like the equivalent of fourteen dollars an hour from the amount of hours I worked. What? That's fucked. 
pay yeah, more well, working like you would have got paid more when you worked at Coles. Yeah, I got paid heaps more working at Coles. That's a oh. story for another time, that job. But basically, like, you know, you're not gonna make a 20k, you're not gonna get a 20k pay rise in this current climate in your current role. Like that's very hard to do. Yeah, I suppose that's kind of where getting off track here. That's sort of before you start your job. So yeah. let's yeah. say maybe that's like a tip, like when you start a new job, try and get more money because yeah. like, the business is willing to give you more money for that. Like it's more expensive for them to hire externally and they know that. Oh, here's another tip I have. I lied about how much I was making. Oh, to when you were in the interview for your new job? Yes. Oh, they Wait, they, ask- did they ask you how much you were currently making? That's weird. Pretty much every job application I did, they asked how much I was making. What? That's weird. I've never had that question in a job application. Yeah, everyone they wanted to know. So they, it was pretty much like, what are you making now and what do you expect for your new role? So I just oh. kind of bumped it up. And yeah, I are they going to check? Them. Probably not. There's a, there's a yeah. practical tip. Lie. Because it's Love in the best you. interest. <laughs> Some <laughs> um, good advice. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, I guess. Yes. Um, speaking of tips, so yeah, I start my new job tomorrow. So I have some questions of like, you know, advice that I would like from you. And then also, you know, feel free to just give me ad hoc advice. My first day tomorrow, I like, I have a outfit picked out, but also I'm like, what else should I bring with me? I'm not really sure. Like, do I have to bring any paperwork or I, d- I don't really know. I'm like probably going to bring a notebook, I guess, but. First day. Yeah. I feel like your first day is such like a nothing day. Like you're not expecting to do anything. You'll probably just meet people and like get your laptop set up. Yeah, notebook would be good. I reckon if you do, you know if you're hot desking or if it's you have a set desk. I don't actually know. I it's at a council. I assume I'll have a set desk. But also, they haven't really told. They haven't told me anything about getting there tomorrow. Like with my last job that I started, my last full time job, she sent me like a screenshot of like a location and was like meet me here at 9 a.m but for this job it was like I only filled out the paperwork last week and they were like oh yeah you can start on Monday as as long as all the paperwork's done and all the paperwork's done but nobody's emailed me to be like yeah you're starting so I'm just kind of assuming I rock up tomorrow at reception and then just ask for the person who's gonna be my boss because like I met her and I know her name but I'm kind of like a bit stressed about that. I'm like, do I do I get there early? Do you think? Like, do I get there at ten to nine? Do you have that person's like your new manager's email or phone number? Yeah, I have her email, but that's the thing. I'm like, well, if emailed her tonight, she's not going to see it until nine a.m. tomorrow anyway, and that's when I've got to be there. <laughs> oh, she'd probably check it before nine. I would just send an email to be honest. If they if you haven't heard from them, I've had like some jobs contact me and be like. Yes, come to reception at 9 a.m. Other ones I've haven't. And when, that, when I haven't heard anything, I've reached out myself. Okay, yeah, maybe out. I'll send her an email tonight. But I'll, I think I'll just go there to reception because I've been there for my interview. So I'm hoping that's for the best. Other things to bring with me? Do you think anything specific? Well, I think it's like you have your own desk. You should bring some little like knickknacks to kind of make it feel a bit more like your desk. I think that's a nice Oh, thing you reckon? Do. yeah. I'm only going to be working two days a week, though. Oh, maybe it won't be your desk then. I'm wondering. That's what I'm not sure about. I think I'll go tomorrow and see. And then if I do have my own desk, then on Wednesday, which is my next day I'm working, 
then I can bring stuff maybe. I've never brought my own personal stuff though to put on my desk. Like at my last job, I didn't. You know how some people have like photos of their family and stuff? I feel like I wouldn't do that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I had um, a fake plant and some little like toys and stuff on my desk. I don't know, just something to like bring a bit more of my personality into it. Yeah. Well, I think I'll have to see. I'll start tomorrow and then that'll be a Wednesday thing. I yeah, think. maybe that's not a first day thing. I was just going to say, maybe if you're a bit nervous, you could bring like some more makeup or deodorant or something or like a perfume just to kind of feel a bit more confident. Yeah. yeah. I feel like also overdressing a bit more than what you think you should on your first day is also good too. Because like, I feel like I don't want to be underdressed because it's a council. So I feel like I am going to have to like in the the – things they sent me it was like yeah wear like business casual or something so I think I'll wear like something a bit more fancy than what I think I should and then suss the vibe I think it's gonna be pretty chill but I always just stress about what to wear like you know nobody tells you like obviously in the documents they send you they're like this is the dress code but you know you need it like I feel like just to ask someone or just suss the vibe yeah there's a hard one I think it kind of at least in my experience it almost like depends on your role and like you know managers will dress a bit nicer and people who are like customer facing or client facing like since I moved from not doing a client facing role I literally wear whatever yeah that's the thing I'm not really sure if I'll like who I'll be interacting with because I'm a youth person so I'm like am I have to go out and communicate with the youths do I have to like dress cool (laughs) and try to impress the youths I don't know I'll see you tomorrow I guess (laughs) wear all the cool glasses and surprise (laughs) probably not surprise Uh, wear like low-rise jeans and a crop top (laughs) yeah what are the kids wearing now um I know that's what they're wearing (laughs) um also how how, what's the best way to make a good first impression do you think oh like what are things i can say and ask and do i think asking someone about themselves is good Mm. people love to talk about themselves it's kind of the easiest way to get in with someone is to Mm. ask them about themselves you can ask about their work if they're giving you the vibe that they like really care about their work. But some people give off the vibe where they're more interested in talking about their stuff outside work, like their kids or their activities or something. I suppose as the new person, it's kind of hard to make a bad first impression unless you like are really rude or, or just like oh, a brick wall. I'm going to, I remember someone when I worked two jobs ago someone starting and I thought he made a really bad first impression because he only introduced himself to senior people and not junior people yeah that was really rude I I had that in my last job too where we had a new person joining the team or they were potentially going to be joining the team and they came in and only shook hands with the men in the room and I was like hello I was like women can shake hands too I was like really offended by that it was a really bad first impression he definitely grew on me I really liked him in the end but at that first impression I was like Mm-mm, that ain't it but also I hate shaking people's hands this is what I don't want to have to do tomorrow because I'm a sweaty handed gal <laughs> and so it makes me anxious to have to shake people's hands because I'm like I need to make sure my hands dry because you can't like wipe your hand right before you shake someone's hand and I don't know I just get I just and I just hate like I just hate handshakes so much, but I know I'm going to have to do it tomorrow and I'm dreading it. It's a dumb thing to be dreading. But another thing with first impressions, right? 
apparently it's me 15 people on the team I'm working on and I met wow. three of them when they interviewed me and I remember two of their names but not the other one and I'm really bad at remembering names like when someone tells me their name first it goes in one ear and out the other because I think I'm always like oh I'm never going to talk to this person again which is really bad because then I almost inevitably have to talk to that person again and then I'm like what the frick is your name this is also what I'm stressed about tomorrow because if I have to meet 15 new people, that's so many new names to remember. I don't know. I've never had this problem. I'm quite good with names. But then oh. my problem is when people don't remember my name, I get so annoyed because I'm like, I remember your name. Oh, well, you're the one who gets it. You're the one getting annoyed at me then. I'm so Probably. bad. I don't know what you do. Just maybe if there's like a something you can do, like, oh, Dan's got the blue shirt, blue shirt Dan or yeah Ali with the curly hair Becky with the good hair (laughs) (laughs) okay I like it I like it some sort of like those are the main weird things that I'm like been thinking about and concerned about give me give me your other your other tips Rach yeah so I take work pretty seriously I suppose well I'm definitely hoping this job I can take seriously my last job I did not take too seriously but anyway um yeah I sort of thought about like what I think is a good way to approach a new job. And my first tip is just to kind of like accept that you're not going to feel comfortable, which is so much easier said than done. The whole like, oh, you know, be comfortable in the uncomfortable or like don't worry about it. Everyone feels this way. It's so overwhelming because you're like constantly like, oh, I'm doing the wrong thing or I don't know what's going on and everyone knows each other but they don't know me. It's just one of those things where it will get better with time, which is so annoying. But, yeah, it's not going to – you're not going to instantly be like everyone's best friend or the best person. So – yeah. It's just kind of exciting. I feel like, yeah. I feel like it's also going to be hard for me as well because I am only working two days a week. It's going to take me a bit longer to like build relationships with people because I'll only be seeing them two days a week. Also, because I'm starting my job this week for two days and then I'm going away for a week. So <laughs> there's also that. Not great. Oh, yeah. I'm doing that too. I'm going away in a couple of weeks. But, like, it, the HR person said, like, that's completely expected, like, young people are going to be travelling. So it's not really an issue. Like, that's what oh. someone from HR said. Oh, yeah, no, when I, I when I had the interview, I told them I was going away and they didn't have an issue with it. But I just feel like it's going to be like a – I feel like I'm not really going to want to put in effort to, like, starting the job if I'm like, oh, well, I'm just going on holiday for a week and then I feel like I'll really start when I get back. But I should not have that attitude. Yeah, that's a tough one. Yeah, I think you do just go take it day by day and – Maybe it is like a fake it till you make it. Like you don't feel confident socially. Just, I don't know, pretend you do. And also like I think it's important to say put yourself in other people's shoes. Like I struggle with, oh, I don't want to ask all these questions. They're going to think I'm dumb. But then when I think about if I'm helping a new person, they were asking me lots of questions, I'd be like, yes, I'm here to help you. Yeah. That's another thing is that most people like helping, I think. Like people people like to talk about themselves and I think people – genuinely like to help if someone doesn't want to help you i mean i guess if they're really busy but if they're just being an asshole like that's more on them Mm. um yeah my other i have a very specific tip i try and i've sort of found like an ally so maybe they're like a friend but in my experience say i've had three previous jobs i've had like a relationship with someone who's more senior than me but not my manager 
And the reason I think I've kind of had this like relationship is because I'm the same age as their children. Oh. So I find that I don't they're know. Taking I, you under their wing. Yeah. Yeah. Because they're work of, child. It's like work wife, but work child. <laughs> they don't have to like actually have any responsibility for. Well, that's my theory of why I've like these people have kind of gravitated towards me. I mean, I I don't know what the thing is here, but yeah, just try and find someone. Maybe this is a bit of a longer term thing. But say you've got your manager, right? Like you might not click with your manager necessarily. I mean, ideally you do. But I think it's good to have someone else who's not your manager so you could, like, bitch about stuff with. Yeah. Um, someone not – like, I think it's good to have relationships outside your team because sometimes, like, when you're working on stuff, someone just might be giving you the shits if you work with them too closely. Yeah. And then they're not really your friend because you're like, oh, this person's, like, I have to work with them so they can't really be my friend. I don't know. I find that – I find it harder to, like, be friends with people I work directly with. Yeah. Yeah. Long story short, find an ally. Yeah, someone who's, like, gets you and can kind of, yeah, take you under their wing. They could be your age. They could be older. Ideally in a different team. I think a bit of distance is good. So some other tips I thought of for starting a new job is, yeah, like, in especially on your first day, leave plenty of time to get ready in the morning, I think, first couple of weeks because you're not really going to know your commute or even if you're working from home, don't just get up five minutes beforehand. Try and, like, you know, get up early enough to go for a walk or get a coffee, sort of set yourself up right, I think. Yeah. Yeah, and then throughout the day just try and keep on top of meetings and things like you really don't want to miss meetings in your first week. I missed a meeting last week and it was very embarrassing for me. <laughs> it was because it was like a whole miscommunication. It wasn't my fault, maybe. I don't know. But I just kind of like went to lunch and missed this meeting. I was like, oh, my God. So don't do that. I think another thing that you'll encounter at a new job is all like their little language and lingo and acronyms that like every workplace has. And like they seem really stupid and they are, but – I think it's worth putting effort into like learning that so you can kind of like contribute to conversations and be on the same page as everyone else. Cause that's kind of the interesting thing about workplaces, I think, is that people kind of speaking their own language and you're coming in, you're like, what's this alien acronym everyone's using? So yeah. I think it's worth learning it, even if it feels really silly at first, because then you can you know, drink the Kool-Aid and be involved and whatnot. Yeah. It's like uh, when I started in my union job and everyone was calling each other comrade unironically and I was oh like, what? what? I was like, sorry, what? I, was, I thought they were taking a piss and then I realised that they weren't and I was like, I'm never going to say that and then I definitely started doing that. <laughs> like not as a joke? Nope. Nope, for real. It's like a gender neutral term they just use to call people. Um, yeah. I mean, <laughs> like, you can weigh it up. Oh, we've got a gender neutral term, but it's rooted in the deaths of what millions of people in communist Russia. Wasn't that kind of where Comrade started? I don't know, but I thought it was <laughs> weird, but then I started doing it because I was just around it so much. Anyway. That's so weird. So who knows what they'll call each other at the council? Let's not, see. Not Councilor. <laughs> Councilman. Councilwoman. 
Hello, <laughs> cancel one. <laughs> Silence in the court. Um, <laughs> what else have I got? Oh, I think I also quite enjoy those kind of workplace dynamics and trying to figure out where everyone fits in. I mean, I, yeah. I I love like gossip and things like that, but the type of gossip I'm talking about is not necessarily like, oh, who's dated who or who got too drunk at the Christmas party. Like to me, that's, I mean, that's kind of interesting, but you don't know these people to begin with, right? So that literally doesn't matter. But I think eventually it kind of matters figuring out sort of who does the work and who doesn't because yeah. like, let's be honest, every place I've been at, there are like, 50% people doing 100% of the work. I have yeah. no idea what these other people do who do nothing, but, like, I've encountered so many of them and, oh, my God. Like, yeah, I don't know either. Yeah, so I think that's worth trying to, like, figure out who, like, knows their shit, sort of who you can go to for help and who's all, like, smoke and mirrors. Yeah. Just trying to, like you know, use your sort of social awareness to figure out the dynamics. Because you don't want to be going up to someone and asking, like, oh, what's the deal? Who's who? I mean, some people might come to you and be like, this person is good, this person's not. But, yeah, I think it's worth, like, just trying to put in some effort to be impressive, which is quite hard, especially when you're feeling, like, not confident and not, like, you're not in, you don't know this place, but... Yeah, just putting in some effort of like, you know, oh, maybe talking about your experience a bit. Not too much. That's another thing is don't you talk too much about your old job. I've definitely yeah. fallen into that trap of always talking about my old job and thinking like, oh, my old job did it this way. Like, why are we doing it this way? And you're probably too new to really change anything. I mean, you yeah. can kind of take a note of it. I- I think this job is going to be quite different from obviously my current freelancing job and my previous full-time job. I think it's going to be quite different. So I don't know how much I'll compare. I mean, I probably will compare because it's natural, but yeah, I think it's going to be quite different. I do feel like I've been thrown in the deep end a little bit, but she'll be right. No, I mean, I think it's good to be sort of, what is it? Trial by fire. What's that expression? Basically just like going in, yeah, yeah. Making a lot of mistakes and then eventually you figure it out. That's how I feel. Oh. Yeah, I don't feel like the stakes are, like, too high. I'm just like, it's a new job. I'll learn it when I get there. I'll get used to it. It's going to be scary at first. Like, I feel like I'm, like, because I'm older and I have done a full-time job already, even though this isn't a full-time job that I'm starting, but, like, I have done, like, an office job already, I do feel a bit more like, oh, I know that I'm just going to, like, Learn it when I get there. It will take me a while to get into it. I'll probably have some imposter syndrome. Um, yeah, watch that be my crisis of the week in the next episode. Mm-hmm. Imposter syndrome in my new job. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, I feel like having had one full-time job before definitely helps. But Yeah, yeah, I remember starting my first job out of uni. I mean, that's, like, a whole different thing is kind of your first full-time job and trying to manage that and you've literally got no experience yeah I found it a bit different coming into roles where I am an experienced hire like I feel like I come in with a bit of arrogance which is not great because you might have like the skills that the job needs but you don't know the industry or you don't know the like the goals of this organization so yeah 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, but um, so yeah, I'll start my new job tomorrow and I'll report back in the next episode about how it goes and which things I thought were the best to, you know, use. <laughs> but no, all very helpful tips. Thanks, Rach. That's okay. I'm not sure how helpful they were if it was just me ranting and my very specific weird career experiences I've had. So no, far. I found it very helpful. That was great. And hopefully other people will too. So now onto our recommendations to distract you from your quarter life crisis. Ruby, what are you bringing to the table? Um, so I have three this week, two podcasts and a TV show. Um, I, I have my regular, I listen to a lot of podcasts and I have my regular weekly ones, but Wednesdays are a really dead day for podcasts and I don't have many podcasts, my, my regular podcasts that come out that day. So this Wednesday I'd run out of podcasts and I was like, you know what, I'm going to start some new series. So I started listening to these two new series. Um, one is called Faith on Trial, Hillsong. So it's a podcast about Hillsong um, and it's done by an Australian journalist. Um, if you're a fan of The Teacher's Pet, it has a, it honestly might be the same journalist, I don't know, but it has the really same like feel to it, like the same like vibe if you've listened to it. Anyway, so if you like that, I'd recommend it's about Hillsong. It's quite, he's trying to be non-biased about it, but basically just presenting like why Hillsong became so popular. He goes to a Hillsong service and like talks to people there and like experiences it for himself. There's only four episodes out, but I'm assuming they come out maybe once a week. So it's like an ongoing thing. Um, It is classified well i think it's made by true crime podcast maybe if that's a network i'm not sure so it's been classified as true crime obviously it's not really crime per se but obviously hillsong is pretty controversial so anyway i'm enjoying that i really am liking that i'm also listening to a new podcast also like a similar series kind of like an investigative series called the witch trials of jk rowling so it's all about the rise and fall of jk rowling i am only a couple episodes in so it's really only in like the intro stages about like the start of her life and how she started writing harry potter but they actually interview jk rowling like i oh, assume wow. they did it semi recently which is quite interesting obviously because I, th- I assume she's going to eventually talk about her cancellation but you know i am hoping that um they don't put her on a pedestal obviously so yeah take this with a grain of salt i've only listened to two episodes but it's called the witch trials of jk rowling so i don't know how they're going to end up framing it but at the moment it's just quite interesting um so yeah fingers crossed it doesn't end up like (laughs) glorifying her otherwise i take back this recommendation because i don't recommend it if that's the case but it's just like a well put together podcast um yeah anyway that's that and then to watch on prime the class of 07 it's an Australian TV advertise. show. Is it Aussie? Yeah, it's Australian. It has Caitlin Stacey in it, I think is her name. She was like the main chicken tomorrow when the war began. I love her. And a bunch of other Australian actresses. It's like all women. Um, and it's a ba- the premise is that it's these women and they're at their high school, 10-year high school reunion or something, or 15-year high school reunion. And then while they're at it, the apocalypse happens. And so the 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 school's on top of a hill and they come out and like there's water basically like almost to the top of the hill like as far as the eye can see and they're like oh my god and then I've only I'm only like five episodes in maybe um but basically they're just like living there and like the issues they're going through and they're all dealing with different things and they're trying to survive the apocalypse um it's quite good honestly it's like easy watching so I would recommend that on Prime. Ah, oh, so trying to like survive the apocalypse with 
people you went to school with. Yeah, with high school, which is very funny because they've got all these, like, you know, high school grudges with each other still and mm. then they've got all their adult problems they're having now. And, like, um, anyway, it's it's quite funny as well. It's, like, a comedy. Um, but it's also, like, quite dark in some points. But, anyway, I really like it. So that's my rec. Um, what are your recs, Rach? Uh, I haven't really consumed any content that's new like thinking back on the week I've pretty much just watched stuff I've already recommended and I usually I'm not really listening to any new podcasts but something new I did do was I went to a like workout class so I was trying to find like a new workout to do um because I'm incredibly unmotivated I've I try to go to classes because if I go to the gym I just literally won't do anything so I signed up for FS8 Pilates, which is like a sister brand to F45. Oh, I've heard of it. Yeah, I haven't really heard of it either, but it was basically like this class and it had reformer Pilates. Oh, fancy. Yeah, it was like a circuit. But it was actually really fun. Like I don't <laughs> maybe I'm recommending reformer Pilates. I had a really good time. Nice. It was really fun. I've literally never done it before. Um, was it in Brunswick? Yeah, yeah, Brunswick West. Um, yeah, because I was going to this other gym, like, on Ligon Street, but it was just way too difficult to park there. Because <laughs> <laughs> so I, I hate walking anywhere. I have to exercise. That's probably why I sound so tired today, because we've just finished futsal and I walked home. And oh, You walked home? Oh, my God. Well, I got the tram, but I still have to walk like 500 meters. <laughs> My legs are so sore. I'm just oh. running around for 40 minutes. Anyway. Yeah. A lot of exercise. So, yes. Those are my guidelines for trying to find an exercise class is can I drive there? Can I park there? Yeah. Easy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, but this was really good because they had like screens. So, so showing the exercises you had to do. So it was like a circuit. So like 60 seconds on moves That's to the next cool. thing. And there was, like, screens to follow along. So I was like, great. <laughs> so, yeah, exercise for people who don't like doing it, it seems to appeal to, like me. I like so. it. Maybe I'll have to give it a go. Um, Well, I've just got the hiccups, so this seems like a good time to wrap up the episode because the hiccups aren't good. going to be good for audio quality. <laughs> oh um, well, we hope that you all found this. <laughs> Yep, the hiccups are well and truly here. We all have. <laughs> Do you want me to speak? Oh my god! Okay, hope- Ruby's having a fit. We hope you enjoyed this episode, and that it gave you some useful tips. And I will report back in the next episode about jobs. <laughs> 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 all right. Well, we'll leave it there. If you've got to the end, you will receive get a free money- job. <laughs> a free job yes yep. we'll hire you to be our personal assistant <laughs> yeah that's definitely what we're giving you <laughs> all right all right thanks for listening catch you next time bye bye
we would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land of which we have recorded this podcast on today, the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. We want to pay our respects to elders past, present and emerging and acknowledge that this always was and it always will be Aboriginal land. Sovereignty was never ceded.